0: You stick around at the end, there's more information about our community and how to find us. And now, here's this week's Centering Scripture, followed by the sermon. Uh,
1: the first lesson this morning is from the 32nd chapter of Genesis. In the course of the night, Jacob arose, took the entire caravan, and crossed the ford of the Yabbok River. After Jacob had crossed with all his possessions, he returned to the camp and was completely alone. And there, someone wrestled with Jacob until the first light of dawn. Seeing that Jacob could not be overpowered, The other struck Jacob at the socket of the hip, and the hip was dislocated as they wrestled. Then Jacob's contender said, Let me go, for the day is breaking. Jacob answered, I will not let you go unless you bless me. What is your name? The other asked. Jacob. He answered. The other said, Your name will no longer be Jacob or heel grabber, but Israel, overcomer of God, because you have wrestled with both God and mortals and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked, Now tell me your name, I beg you. The other said, Why do you ask my name? And blessed Jacob there. Jacob named the place Peniel, Face of God, because I have seen God face to face, yet my life was spared. At sunrise, Jacob left Peniel, limping along from the injured hip. And the second reading is from the 14th chapter of Matthew. As evening drew on, the disciples approached Jesus and said, This is a deserted place, and it is already late. Dismiss the crowds so they can go to the villages and buy some food for themselves. Jesus said to them, There is no need for them to disperse. Give them something to eat yourselves. We have nothing here, they replied, but five loaves and a couple of fish. Bring them here, Jesus said. Then he ordered the crowds to sit on the grass. Taking the five loaves and two fish, Jesus looked up to heaven, blessed the food, broke it, and gave it to the disciples, who in turn gave it to the people. All those present ate their fill. The fragments remaining, when gathered up, filled 12 baskets, and 5,000 families were fed.
2: Thank you, Adele. So church, or temple, was not where Jacob, from our scripture reading today, right? That's where we left off? That was not where Jacob encountered God, right? We heard that. Jacob went out camping, was by himself in the wilderness, and encountered God, had a wrestling match, and then was blessed, and named the place the face of God, because that's where Jacob saw God. And so times were spiritually taxing for Jacob too, but it wasn't deep in penitent prayer when Jacob encountered God. Nor in a temple, but it was out in the wild. And it was not a solemn and quiet prayer where God answered, but was through a physical wrestling match. Now, if you took my uh, Bible 101 course this past year, you, you know that I talk a lot about metaphor in the Bible and that the idea that God actually came down and wrestled physically wasn't necessarily what they were getting at, but that this idea that we can encounter God, be transformed and be changed anywhere in the wilderness, that, to me, is what this text is, te- is drawing us to. And we often hear this refrain that God loves us as we are and that we are worthy of love without putting on airs. And I believe that. I do. And I also know that we can have transformative experiences through effort. And as I have reached my ripe old age of 40, (laughs) I know, I know, I'm getting up there. It's, it's really easy for me to say, oh yeah, my shoulder is hurting today, I'm not gonna work out. You know, I'm just beat from a day in the office, I'm not gonna go for that walk. And I know that when I'm 80, I'll probably think those same thoughts with more certainty. <laughs> but I pray, in those moments of shrugging off activity for some very good reason, I pray that I might remember Jacob. And remember that sometimes God is found when we leave our home, put in a mighty physical effort, and overcome. Now, of course, I'm not advocating that you try to run a marathon if you've never run before. We all need to know our own limits. But I ask this with the utmost respect for us to consider today. When was the last time that we found the limits of our ability and struggled in faith, knowing we could push through if we put in the hard work. We did not just accept that initial failure, say that we weren't able and we weren't good enough, and we pushed ourselves to grow. Now, my wife has started getting into working out regularly, and I have joined her from time to time. One of the activity we do are planks. Y'all know Planks. Yeah, right? It's where you lay down, face down, and push yourself up just on your elbows, right? So you're like horizontal. And you have to keep your back straight and use just your core to support yourself. And it's easy for like a second. (laughs) And then it's hard. Like really hard. But it's not like high impact, right? It doesn't take a lot of strength, a lot of physical strength. It's all about endurance, and when I, need to find, when, I, when I find that I need to endure, I find that mantras or focusing on my breath help. And for me, all of this is a form of prayer. Prayer as an activity to connect us to God and the spirit of life, which fills us, nurtures us, strengthens us. To empower us in times of trial, to give us comfort when we experience pain. Have you all thought about prayer in these terms before? Maybe, maybe not. Just checking in, just checking in, right? This is, if you haven't gathered yet, this isn't a sit there quietly kind of service, right? What we can pray, slapping our hands and laughing together, right? That's a form of prayer. Because this is not, we can pray in a way that isn't just petitioning to receive gifts and miracles. Please, God, give me something that I want or need. But as a method to strengthen ourselves in times of spiritual trial. Yes, and what if prayer can furthermore empower us in times of physical trial as well, right? In times of spiritual trial, prayer, absolutely. In times of physical trial, I say prayer, absolutely. When we're doing that physical therapy appointment, yeah? And you need to to breathe to get through a tough exercise or to just even do it, to get started on it. God be with me. Imagine Jesus giving you a boost off the couch. What... (laughs) Uh, For those of you at home, a light just came on right here illuminating me. I'm going to attribute that to God, divine blessing. Thank you, Mr. Anderson. Um, There we go. Amen. I did it. We did it, God. We did it. We did it. Um, So what if, right, what if as we imagine Jesus giving us a boost or praying God be with us through these physical trials, what if we just centered our spirit in a prayerful stance before we begin our physical therapy regimen. Or before we begin the work of getting dressed and getting out of the house, center ourselves in that spirit. And pray internally through it, let our bodies go and center our spirit and our focus with God. For those of you with chronic pain, I know it can feel like you're alone. And that no one knows what this is like every single day. And I encourage you to pray and commend you if you already do so. Share your pain with God at the very least. Know that you are not alone and invite transformation. Know that you're not alone and invite transformation if not for our bodies at least of our spirits. And maybe the body will follow. Because prayer need not be an act of sitting quietly by ourselves and turning inward and being very serious about it. It can be a physical act, clapping joyfully. It can even fill us with joy or strength when we, need, when we are in need of service or when we are engaged in service. As we heard in the Gospel reading today, Jesus and his crew were faced with a tough choice. Turn the masses away and disperse the beloved community that had gathered, or try, and by all reasonable accounts, probably fail to feed them. But the one who taught us to pray did not turn away and go inward to rest and pray, as his disciples would have swayed him. He turned and stayed with the people, shared of his abundance, and indeed, abundance was found. All were fed. We've we've heard the refrain, thoughts and prayers, banded about so often by leaders to abjugate themselves from the pain and sufferings of their communities. But as Jesus shows us, sometimes leaning in with people where they are in their struggles And not being in the temple, not being in solemn and isolated divine prayer is how we live into the beloved kingdom of God here on earth. So to all the parents out there, I'm sure you're watching, and you can't be here today and have a kid missing church for an activity, or maybe you, A beloved, long-term congregant, feel a sense of guilt when you don't come to church. Please, hear me. This space should not be one of guilt, but one of restoration. Open when you need it. You can pray on the soccer field. You can pray at your book group. You can pray by walking down the hall and knocking on your neighbor's door to see if they want to take a late brunch with you. You can pray through physical therapy, a CT scan, or whatever challenge you experience outside of this sanctuary space. Because sometimes we are called to be outside of our sacred space. That is the reality of our world. And in times of trial in our world, that is where we find ourselves called. And in those times, may we find our spirit centered in prayer. May we use the skills that we practice here on Sunday to connect with God on those weeks when we are not here. Much like our youth who practice their soccer techniques on their home field and then travel to other cities and states to perform their best, remembering the routines and rhythms that they learned back home, this space here. St. Luke is where we practice to pray and be a beloved child of God in community with each other so that out there we can perform to the best of our ability. May the peace and comfort of this moment, the joy and life that we feel together be held in prayerful embrace in our hearts, so that we might show up outside of this space at the top of our game as compassionate, patient, and
0: faithful children of God. Amen. As a church located on Lakota land in Minnetonka, Minnesota, St. Luke is a joyful, inclusive, intergenerational, and passionate community on a spiritual journey, seeking to do justice, make peace, and to walk humbly with God. We invite you to join us live for virtual worship each Sunday morning on Facebook or YouTube, or by following the worship links on our website, stluke.mn. Thanks for listening. May you go in peace.